0: Welcome, everybody, to the Poultry Homestead podcast. Boy, uh, let me tell you, it is, let's see, February the 12th today. And uh, in central Minnesota, where I live, it is currently, as the sun is coming up, negative 16 degrees in the car here. Uh, I get the lovely opportunity to drive down to a uh, a town that's two hours away uh, to do my work today. Uh, I work for a beverage distributor. Um, I deliver beer, mainly. Uh, Kind of a fun job, good times, uh, you know, on the road. Anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in today. I wanted to talk about feed for your chickens. Now, this is mainly egg layers, but we'll get into the meat bird thing too. Um, it's not complicated, okay? You just find something and roll with it. I'll just give you a few bullet points on the whole deal uh, that might make your life easier. It's all up to you, okay? But um, I'll, I'll start with the meat bird thing right away, and then I'll roll into egg layers, which I, I would imagine many of you are egg-laying people. Uh, but, uh, so for the meat birds, you will probably never go to a pellet feed for meat birds. And the reason I say that is because they mature very quickly, especially Cornish Cross. If you do Cornish Cross, seven weeks, you want to be butchering them, and they're huge. I mean, they're like five, six pounds, you know, dressed out, and their, their breasts are Um, I I personally don't like doing them. It's just kind of dirty. There's a lot of poop. They eat a ton They're just fat and lazy and lay right next to the feeder Um, It was a meat bird crumble Now there to me to my knowledge There is three ways that you can get feed for these birds. You can get what's medicated feed which for a meat bird, I would never do that because they're only feeding seven weeks anyway. Fact is, I never do medicated feed with my animals. You can get just a regular run-of-the-mill meat bird feed and you can get organic, okay? I'm gonna tell ya, organic is going to cost a lot. Medicated isn't really worth doing, regular feed probably going to be using crumble. Eventually you can move to pellets but that's more for like layers and I'll tell you why I do that in a minute. Anyway these meat birds you know for the first few days what you do is you give them feed 24-7 okay and then after about a week or so you make sure that they only get feed for you know I think it's like 12 hours or 8 hours or something like that. Otherwise, they'll eat themselves to frickin' death. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so anyway, it, it, it's it's quite the deal. Um, if you ever get into it, you know, let me let me know. If you're a really big meat bird person, I would love to talk to you because I'm sure I did anything wrong when I did my meat birds. We had about 26 of them. Uh, we let them go to seven weeks. Uh, we did not butcher them ourselves. We took them to a butcher. Uh, my wife has one hell of a story about that because I was busy. It was the busy season at work at that time, so I was gone when they did it. And, and a friend of ours, you know, they put these birds in the uh, in the back of a pickup with the topper on it. And it was all out crazy. I'm sure the kids were tainted. My wife has one story on it. I don't want to ruin it. Uh, funny. Anyway. Uh, so the meat bird thing, you know, I mean, we just kind of left that situation, um, just because I, it was such a cleanup project, you know, and, and it got to more than once a week, i had to start cleaning up that room more. where egg layers are, are, are different than that. But anyway, feed today, sorry, I'm like a bubble on a skillet, I'm all over the place, but feed, uh, those are your options for feed for the meat birds. I tried to do this, like, Grazing pasture thing with these Cornish cross, and all they did was lay there and tried to get close to the feeder and sit by. There. So anyway, that's you're you you're your no money ahead by trying to go pasture raising a Cornish cross by any means. Um, okay, next thing egg layers. Now this is something I have some experience in. <laughs> egg layers. Um, you always start them out with like a chick starter, and that's always a crumble. It's real easy to buy. Um, you can also grind your own feed or whatever, you can get some from your local co-op, whatever. You do not want to use pellets for young chicks for obvious reasons, they're not going to be able to swallow it or whatever. Um, one good thing about the um, chick starter grower that we used, we be. A medicated one, you can use that if you think you have uh, uh, any type of uh, infection or disease or, or uh, if you're worried about that type of thing. Uh, go right ahead, I'm all for it. Uh, I personally do not use it, I'm not bashing on medicated, and I'm not bashing on organic. Okay, though, we just buy regular Chick Starter. I think it's by some uh, country company. Or something like that. It's just a chick starter grower, and we feed it to them for the first six weeks till they're fully feathered pullets, and then we're done. Um, then we go right to layer pellets automatically, right straight to it. Uh, some people tell you not to use layer feed until they're leaning. Uh, we don't do that because layer pellets are usually cheaper and they waste less. So, and, and it's food. It's food, to be honest with you. There's also another option for your layers. It's organic feed. I'm sure they probably have organic feed with pellets and it um, If you are the type of person that makes your own clothes, you go barefoot everywhere and you have organic, and you go to the farmer's market and people bow down to you, uh, I'm sure this organic feed would be a wonderful thing for you. Um, it's totally awesome. But it's really expensive, and uh, you you organic people are definitely charging for that. I would certainly hope you are. Um, uh, Like I said, we go to to the crumble at first and to the pellets at second. And the reason we go to these pellets for our layers, and they eat this throughout the whole rest of their life once they're done with crumble, the reason we, we are at pellets is because you can see what they are wasting. You can see what they're bringing out of the pail, or, or the feeder. And if they have a whole pile of stuff outside the feeder, you don't have to fill the feeder that way. They'll scratch it up and, and use that. Another thing. You can feed grass clippings, table scraps. I mean, the chickens have never had it better you like dig a hole in your yard and just keep the dirt and put a post in it and you have a bunch of leftover dirt, okay? Put the dirt in with the chickens. They freaking love it. Uh, They get all the bugs and ants and worms and shit and stuff out of there. Uh, Another thing, grass clippings. They see the bugs that you don't. So if you just rake up all your grass clippings, put it in there. They love leaf piles too. If you... You like clean the yard full of leaves, and you want to kind of compost it and whatever, whatever. Chickens will naturally turn stuff into compost and scratch it around and break it up, and they do a really good job of that. So we've been known to put leaves in there, Uh, table scraps, garden trash. Uh, A lot of the internet cowboys are going to tell you what you. You can literally put anything you want in that freaking chicken pen and they eat the living shit out of it. Do you know what my chickens' favorite food is? Their favorite absolute food on earth is a chicken carcass, okay? So what we do is we cook a chicken in the house, we we eat a whole chicken, I carve it, debone it, my wife makes gravy out of the drippings, okay? Uh, in the bottom of the pan. Then, what we do is we take the chicken carcass and we make chicken stock in the crock pot. We put that in there with a bunch of water and we've got our broth, chicken stock, whatever the hell you wanna call it. And she uses that for soups, for shepherd's pie, for hot dishes, for everything. I mean, it works awesome and it's the best shit you can get. It's better than the stuff you buy in the store. Um, you can season it the way you want to, it's totally awesome. Um, so, but anyway, I am getting off track and I didn't realize that. Um, our, our chickens do like chicken carcass. Uh, when I get a deer, I take a lot of the fat off of it. There's suet in that, and that's energy and stuff, the fat. I, I put that in the chicken pen, they just love it. Um, so, you can feed your chickens a lot of things. Uh, we used to have friends that would save their cut off ends of strawberries and in their their garden trash and this, that, and the other thing. And instead of going into a landfill and being wasted, they, they bring it to our place and we'd just dump it out to the chickens. You know, we had buddies that had cucumbers get too big and they just threw them into the chicken pen and man, they, they ate them right off. Uh, old pumpkins, your Halloween pumpkins, they just love it. They'll eat it right down to the rind. Where there's just a thin piece of skin left over. So, anyway, you can feed your chickens a lot of stuff. Um, I, I do recommend pellets. If you do that, if you have like one of those waste-free chicken feeders, and you always go with crumble, I'm sure it's great. But our layers, they lay a shit ton of eggs in the summertime. In the winter, they shut off. But that's because of the sun. It's natural. It's because of the light. So, if you're gonna get one time take a leak in the yard the uh, chickens came up and drank it as they were doing it that's totally gross i get it but the chickens are not that picky if there's a mud puddle in the yard they love it they go up there they uh drink out of it whatever whatever um some people use grit uh what i do is i like to take sand or something just or gravel off our gravel road just a little. Of it or whatever and dump it in the pen every once in a while. I don't buy chicken grit. I've never really seen uh, any advantage to it. Uh, If your eggs are getting weak, you know, oyster shells help, but uh, you don't have to do that. We did it for a while. Uh, Yeah, it helped, you know. I mean, it's nice to have a good solid egg. Uh, The only disadvantage I will tell you to a solid egg when you do feed these oyster shells is that Egg on the side of the pan, it will sometimes break the yolk if you have to crack that fucker too hard. Okay, so that's one thing to keep in mind. It you know, these, these 99 cent eggs that you get at Aldi, I mean, you can literally just squeeze them the uh, and they'll freaking crack. Then you all of a sudden you'll get like a Rhode Island Red that has a great big brown egg, and they're usually pretty thick, and they're eating like shells and you could dang near run that thing over with a truck before you break it but uh there's always a happy medium in there uh find what yours is through experience you know if you want to try the oyster shell thing i i recommend it you know if you're getting weak eggs that are breaking all the time when you throw them in the egg basket definitely definitely get those oyster shells it'll help you um you know i i don't know people have all kinds of weird things that they do. if you have any insight for me on this feeding thing or on what you do uh, there's a lot of people that pasture their chickens too uh, and i'm not going to disregard that those of you that pasture your chickens that's totally awesome we uh we tend to change our pen a lot so it's kind of like a rotating pasture uh, my chickens love grass they eat grass they eat clover uh, and and we don't spray our yard so you know, we're we're getting closer to being that person that uh barefoot and make our own clothes, goes to the farmers market and people bow down to you. But anyway, um, those of you that pasture feed them, uh, totally awesome. Uh, free ranging, totally awesome. They they love clover, they love dandelions, they love grass. Um, that's a really good thing in the summer. But anyway, and that also probably helps with their prolific egg laying, but sometimes you'll find eggs where you don't want to them when you free range just a 401 egg. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's all I really got about chicken feed today and how to feed your your chickens. Uh, The quail eggs are still in the incubator. Uh, They're on day 15 right now. 15 days to hatch time, and I couldn't be more excited. Uh, thank you for listening today. I appreciate it. If you do want to get a hold of me, please, 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 I would love to interview you if you have chickens, if you pasture-raise them, if you, well, if you do anything, if you have chickens, I just love asking questions. I love insight that good listeners of this podcast could use the insight. Um, Um, also seeing it, seeing something from the outside in, uh, would be totally awesome. I'd love to talk to you. Um. If you don't want to be on the podcast, but you want to talk to me personally, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. I cannot emphasize enough. I would love to talk to you. Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. I'd love to give you a phone call or talk over the internet. I'm a horrible typist, but I love to talk on the phone. Um, and I and I absolutely do not bash, uh, however you're. The only thing I kind of bash on is the, uh, the commercial outfits where the leghorns never leave the cage. Their eggs suck. And, uh, yeah, just that pretty much. Um, anyway, I love you all. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.